Welcome to Staying Relevant Tomorrow, a podcast about how you as a leader can stay relevant in this rapidly changing world. Each week, we deliver key insights and ideas that will help you embrace change and stay ahead of the competition. I'm your host, Sonali Sinha. In the second episode of this series, I had introduced the CARES model of leadership development that I have designed for preparing leaders for success in this VUCA world. CARES is an acronym where C stands for credible, A for adaptive, R for resolute, E for emotionally intelligent, and S for sense-making. I talked about leadership credibility in the previous episode, and in this episode, I will talk about being adaptive. Being adaptive means having the ability to change to suit different conditions. I use the term adaptive to describe people or leaders who are flexible. They don't lose their cool when plans change quickly and they are always willing to learn new ways to do things. Being adaptive helps you as a leader to sail along in today's ever-changing world. Charles Darwin had famously said, It's not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most responsive to change. While he was talking about evolution, the same applies to the business world. An organization that does not respond to changes in the market will not survive in the medium to long term. The organization's responsiveness in turn depends on the responsiveness or adaptability of the leader. So why is it critical for leaders to be adaptive? One of the key roles of a leader is to define the strategy for the organization. Now the traditional approach to strategy actually assumes a relatively stable and predictable world. The goal of most strategies is to build a lasting competitive advantage by establishing clever market positioning or assembling the right capabilities for making or delivering an offering. Companies then undertake periodic reviews and set direction and organizational structure on the basis of their analysis of the industry and some forecasts of how things will evolve. But in the VUCA world that we operate in now, companies and leaders are grappling with issues like where does one industry end and another begin? Who all are our competitors? How can we measure market position when we can't define the market clearly? How can we apply the traditional forecasting and analysis in such an unpredictable environment? When change is so rapid, how can one year or three year planning cycles stay relevant? With so much change happening, how can we pick up the right signals to understand and harness change? So what companies are realizing is that sustainable competitive advantage does not come exclusively from position, scale or technical superiority, but it stems from the organization's ability to foster rapid adaptation. Instead of being really good at doing some particular thing, companies must be really good at learning how to do new things. What can really help companies survive and thrive in this VUCA world 
is the ability to read and act on signals of change. The ability to experiment rapidly, frequently and economically, not only with their products and services, but also with their business models, their processes and their strategies. Most importantly, the ability of the company and its leaders to unlock their greatest resource, which is the people who work with them. So what is at the core of adaptiveness, this capacity or tendency to adapt? I believe it is how we think. Our behavior is a manifestation of our thinking. When faced with unpredictable change, how do you think? Are you afraid of losing what you have? This is called being prevention focused. Or are you excited by new possibilities of positive outcomes? This is called being promotion focused. We tend to be either prevention focused or promotion focused. Prevention focused people see their goals as responsibilities and they concentrate on staying safe, protecting what they have and avoiding mistakes. Promotion focused people on the other hand, see their goal as creating a path for growth or advancement and they concentrate on the rewards that will accrue to them when they achieve them. So you see, when we are prevention focused, we are afraid to make mistakes. And this makes us reluctant to step out of our comfort zone and it keeps us stuck. When faced with change, it makes us focus on the potential obstacles and raise objections such as, we've never done that or we tried it before and it didn't work, or that's not how we do things here. All these reactions are reasons we give ourselves for not moving forward. Moreover, how we react to failure says a lot about our approach to the rest of the team. Do we look for who's responsible for the failure? Or do we look for the lessons learned from the failure? If we look for who to punish, then we are encouraging people to stay safe and not make mistakes. This makes them even more prevention focused. On the other hand, if we focus on what lessons can we draw out from the experience and then come up with a better solution, we will encourage innovation in the organization. For this to happen, it's very important that you as a leader are willing to talk about your own mistakes and the lessons that you have learned. When you do this, other team members also feel comfortable enough to own up to their mistakes and talk about the lessons that they can learn. So by focusing on what opportunities are emerging out of the changing scenario and how to make the most of it, we will be energized to move forward. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So that brings us to the question of what can help us become promotion focused rather than be prevention focused. To my mind, what can help us deal with change and uncertainty successfully? is adaptive thinking. What is adaptive thinking? It is the ability to recognize 
unexpected situations, quickly consider various possible responses and decide on the best one. So first, it means that you should be able to recognize the signals of change. Also, you need to develop a way of thinking that enables you to pause before you react. Consider all the possible options, evaluate these options and then choose the best possible way to act and do all of this very quickly. If you have well-developed adaptive thinking, you will not be overwhelmed by all the information overload that comes with uncertainty and change. You will have curiosity about your environment and will be able to make sense of disparate data. You will be able to see patterns, experiment and deduce the possible direction of the trend. So how can you develop adaptive thinking? First, learn to scan your environment constantly. Build networks across different domains. Understand what's happening in different markets and regions and be really curious about the emerging developments. It is no wonder that successful leaders are well-read and well-networked. They have figured out how they learn best and apply that to make the most of the time they set aside for learning. Whether it is through books or podcasts or videos or talking to a mentor or coach, they know what works for them and they use it to learn rapidly and continuously. They also use their networks to gather information and market intelligence. So by developing this curiosity and willingness to learn, you will be able to strengthen your ability to gather signals from the market proactively and hence be better prepared to deal with the changes. The second step is to develop divergent thinking that will enable you to come up with various options for the same problem. Divergent thinking is the capacity to find relationships between ideas, concepts and processes that at first glance don't appear to be connected. You can use tools like brainstorming and Edward de Bono's six thinking hats to practice coming up with multiple out of the box ideas. What can really enable you to come up with creative ideas is being in a positive frame of mind. Also, encourage people around you to think creatively and laterally, thus creating an environment where new and innovative ideas are stimulated regularly. The third step is to evaluate the options that you generate so that you can pick the one that will give the best outcome. This requires critically examining the underlying assumptions that you are making, and also carefully reflect and probe the problem through many different lenses before taking any decision. Avoid getting prematurely locked into simplistic go-no-go choices. Force yourself to zoom in on the details and then zoom out and look at the big picture. What can help you further is to invite perspectives from different stakeholders. If you use these techniques, you're bound to get better and better at strategic decision making. It's important to have patience, courage, and an open mind. So there you have it. To develop an adaptive mindset, simply do these three things regularly. Scan your environment, encourage divergent thinking, and evaluate your options critically before deciding. This kind of thinking 
is like a mental muscle that gets stronger and stronger as you practice more. In an increasingly turbulent environment, business models, strategies and routines can become obsolete quickly and unpredictably. As a leader, you need to be able to experiment quickly and economically. To do this, you need to create an environment that encourages the flow of knowledge, diversity, autonomy, risk-taking, sharing and flexibility as this is where adaptation thrives. In your organization, encourage the coming together of modular teams that freely communicate and recombine according to the situation at hand rather than have permanent silos which don't talk to each other. Create a culture in which inquiry is valued, divergent ideas are encouraged and mistakes are viewed as learning opportunities. And this needs to start from you before it trickles down to the rest of your organization. Remember, the success of your organization depends on your ability to be adaptive. Thank you for joining us this week on Staying Relevant Tomorrow. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. It will help us reach out to more leaders and help them stay relevant. If you'd like the show notes for this episode, you could head over to my website, soaringeagles.co and search for this episode and you can see all the show notes there. Also, while you are there, if you have a question that you would like an answer to, just drop me a message. I do read through those and what do you know? It might even end up on the show. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Signing off now is your host Sonali Sinha. Stay relevant.